season four, episode eight, where we watched Truck Night in America, season two, episode one. I'm Chris Lorenz. Robert Kitts. I'm Harrison Hoffman. Mega Beth. Brian Houston. And this is James. All right. At the start of this, you got to know this is <laughs> special July 4th hot tub pod. So it's hot tub pod night in America. You might ask yourself what a hot tub pod is. Annabeth, can you explain what a hot tub pod is? Imagine potting in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine how well this audio is going to turn out. So apologize at the top of this about that. I'll do what I can, but you know, there's only so much magic we can pull off when there's fireworks and planes. Yeah. <laughs> and hot tub. And yeah. hot tub. This, is like, <laughs> this is our first outdoor pod. So there's going to be some outdoor noises and there's going to be maybe some hot tub noises. We'll see. We did kill the jets, though. So there's that. Just sit back and enjoy the ambiance. <laughs> hey, I really dig the on location vibes, though. Like, I feel like we got a whole thing here. You know, we could take live shows, be in a hot tub. I don't know. It's true. It is like a special occasion. This is like what after a hundred some of these were like actually like outside. Oh yeah, first I got, time. I gotta say special thanks to Emmy for building a pergola over this hot tub. It's uh, really doing a nice double as our mic stands. I mean, and- I think that this could be the start of our own reality show, Extreme Potting, where we go and try and <laughs> pod in extreme locations. <laughs> Do we just talk about the locations the whole time then? We're on a reality show about us potting in the extreme locations. Do we end up doing an episode of our podcast about that reality show about the podcast? Yes. Uh, We'll definitely post a photo of what's going on here because it's definitely nuts. All right. Let's go on to the regular scheduled programming here. Rob, give us a description of Truck Night in America. It's truck versus terrain as 50 truck owners from across the United States compete in grueling challenges that test their ingenuity and driving ability in Truck Night in America. Each episode of the self-contained competition series features five drivers in their personal customized trucks and Jeeps going head-to-head in three challenges, each testing a different vehicle attribute, speed, strength, and handling. Between each challenge, competitors demonstrate their craftsmanship by re-engineering their trucks for the next round. (laughs) The last two finalists standing then take on a three-mile truck-killing obstacle course known as the Green Hell, which challenges trucks and drivers to fly off jumps, climb a mountain of crushed cars, and tear through a snake-infested swamp. Five trucks will enter to compete, but only one can win and take home the prize money and the title of Truck Night Champion. That's Truck Night in America on the History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I think, one of the funniest things is this is on the History Channel. Is there any kind of historical element to this show? No. Venusia, Venusia, Venusia. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the show is essentially, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Scroll, Skull Ranch, but with trucks. That's what the show is. You don't need to see that, but essentially it's a competition reality <laughs> show between five people and there's just like, and they're, and they're trucks and there's like four judges that like, are they coaches or judges? They're actually more coaches than judges, really. Yeah. They don't really, like the, the competition is very cut and dry of which truck won and lost. There's not a lot of judging involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I have to say for the History Channel shows that we've seen, it's more like cut and dry who's the winner and who's not it's not like a dancing you get a nine instead of like no your truck just fucking didn't like do it yeah so let's go over what happens in the show so initially there's five trucks and they do this one straightaway race where there's like moguls and a jump and like some other crap i don't remember <laughs> and the fifth person's eliminated from the show like you don't even know the fuck that guy is no idea then there's four people left. Then they do this crazy, like, truck v. truck kind of pooling. Some uh, kind of tug of war. Tug of war situation. And they eliminate somebody there. Then they do this, like, crazy, like, mud climb. Where they go through this, like, mini rock course and then climb up, like, a waterfall. And somebody gets eliminated there. And the last two get to do this crazy green hell course. Where there's, it's just like this crazy obstacle course, and the fastest one there wins ten thousand dollars, and that's the show. I think that like each episode might have different beginning ones, but that Green Hell is definitely the end. So, 
you know, that that's essentially the show. And I think it was, it was kind of entertaining. It was entertaining. Like the, ju- the ho- I can't want to say the judges, but they're not really judges. They're coach slash the co- commentator. The coaches are really interesting. Like I like the coach personalities. So. I'm glad you brought up broken skull challenge. Cause there are a lot of, there are a lot of parallels. So it's like almost the same show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more trucks in the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean like besides like, the actual challenges, like, there's a lot similarities between the two. Yeah. Uh, and that was definitely one of my favorite shows of the season that we watched that. And yeah, right from the start, when they just like, we're not going to intro these people, we're going to do a race, we're going to kick some guy off, and then we'll intro everyone else. Like, that also was like Broken Skull Challenge, like, of like, let's get going real quick, and then we'll worry about introing people after they've proven their, their metal a little bit. Yeah, I like that. I like that, just like, hey, first five minutes of the show is not garbage. This is like... We're moving. Get they, on. They get come on the out train. And slap you right in the face, and you're like, "Okay, I'm into the show now. Let's watch it." And that first race, like, so much happened in that first race. <laughs> I have to say, before we get into the race, like, right before the race, this is the one that kind of turned me off. Was like the the <laughs> I keep saying the judges like come out and they're like, uh, they just make fun of the trucks. They're like, <laughs> we got a Lexus out here, and they make fun of the Lexus, and they make fun of the Toyota, and they make fun of whatever. I'm just like. Okay, is this going to be one of these like very negative shows? But like, this is the only negative segment in the entire show is them making fun of these trucks. And I'm like, why did you do that? You're setting the tone for this whole show by making fun of these trucks. And then you like, every other aspect of the show is like encouraging people to like, we got this going, we're helping you, we're moving on. Like, and I'm just like, why? Well, this is, sorry. Oh, I think it plays into the ridiculousness of the show because like, they they know that like just racing monster trucks and competing monster trucks is just insane already. So why not just make something that's like a little bit more entertaining? I I don't I'm not saying it's not entertaining. Like you don't even need that segment. Just like these are the judges who make some jokes, but they don't need to make fun of the like cars. Although like I really did appreciate them shit talking the Lexus guy because who shows up <laughs> to like this insane dirt truck competition of fucking Lexus? My, yeah. He must have dropped yeah. two credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I think Harrison's on to something, which is like I think I always said this out loud: is what is this guy doing with a Lexus? And then I really appreciate the guys shared a similar opinion of like, oh, okay, yeah, we're in this together. Like, why is that guy bringing a Lexus here? Yeah, I mean the Lexus, I get, but he made fun of all. The, they made fun of all the other cars too. Yeah, I they feel like it, it, it seems it, sort of like the 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 like your first reactions to this truck. It's like, oh, what's your hot take? It's like the hot take segment. Yeah, it was like a vibe of like we're not going to intro the people, but let's intro the trucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It, it said like a bad vibe for me from the beginning, and mm. it took a little bit for it to like wash away because there wasn't a lot a whole lot of negative negativity after that sure which we've seen shows where like they're just making fun of people the whole show and like that's just not fun oh i'll give you that but one of the things i do love to rob's point which is the focus is clearly on the vehicle like it is on the truck that is the personality of these shows like that was that was amazing start i don't worry about the people (laughs) it's just the truck it's like got lexus guy you got two toyota people you got this japanese samurai Suzuki, I think. Yeah, Suzuki Samurai. Uh, and then there was one other one. Yeah, I guess we should tee up, the Jeep. Yeah. tee up the fact that these aren't like regular trucks. These <laughs> trucks have like 40-inch tires on them. Yeah. Like, we're talking like monster truck-esque level trucks almost. It's like a uh, mini Diesel Brothers situation. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, been some, yeah, they're they're not some customization. Yeah, but they're not regular trucks. They're not like, yo, you go buy a Ford F-150. This yeah, is it's, like, it's not a, it's not a, you know, straight from the dealer, <laughs> street legal, take it to the dirt yeah, track. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm just trying to explain to the people in the audience. Although I would, almost, regular truck. I would almost like one of the trucks just is like an off the dealership. Thing. Well, like, the Lexus looked that way until which is we're getting in the minutia when they open the door. We're doors in the minutia now, guys. And the suspension is literally through the floor of the SUV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you cannot sit in the back seat of this <laughs> SUV. It is no longer really an SUV. It, it is, is a, full-on yeah. suspension through the floorboard. It is a heavily customized thing. Like, there's not... It looks like a regular SUV, actually. Mm-hmm. And like that's a big tires for the SUV. And you're looking at them like... And all these other cars are really raised, and this car's not raised that much. And then they look inside, and you're like, oh, because like he lowered the body onto like the suspension, which oh, is yeah. very weird. I mean, and I have to wonder with like, I think that was ultimately its demise, which is it didn't have enough ground clearance uh, for later obstacles. Yeah. And I sort of question why did he not just put a lift kit on this 
and you know instead of putting the suspension through the floorboard that's the first time i've ever seen that well he but granted, i'm not an expert in this in this realm but i'm just throwing out there's the first i've ever seen that i don't think he's people are making tricking out their cars for this show so like he's just like he had this suv he was making and he was like oh it'd be cool to look more like an SUV, but with giant tires, could be. Then just being like, "Oh, well, now this thing is like ten feet in the air, and no one can get in anymore." Right. But I mean, <laughs> like, it may be certainly plausible. That the trucks aren't built specifically for the show, but they're definitely built to be doing the kind of stuff that they're doing on the show. Like that's the only reason you do this to your vehicle. I, I think that you're just in some sort of. You want to be this cool club. Like this is a way <laughs> to be in the cool club. Is like have a really cool tricked out truck. Like none of these, I would bet that like fifty percent of the people in the show have never done like the rock climbing thing that they do at the show. Ooh, I, I don't know. I also don't think you bring it on the show unless you're okay with it, it getting wrecked. So I think like it, it to, on some level it's built for the show, like or the or he's like got another car it's that he's upgraded. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely built for this purpose. Well, that's what we want to get into. Like, it doesn't seem like the cars survive the show. Like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> none of the cars. Like every round, they are getting worse and worse, and then like by the end. I mean, definitely entering your truck in this competition is kind of like entering your car in like a demolition derby. You know, you might come out the other end with that thing running, but it's probably going to be in a bad spot at the end of it. Plus, the drivers also have to get practice too. Like, they can't just roll in like hot with this and just like start doing stuff with their truck like. I mean, they're also getting coached, but at the same time, like, you got to have some experience. I mean, I, I guarantee, you know, the way you get on the show is you make some kind of audition tape, you mudding around in your insane truck, and they're like, oh, let's get that guy on there. Totally. I don't know. I feel like you say that, but some of the people didn't look like they had a whole lot of experience doing some stuff they were doing. Well, I mean, I, I think that the whole course that they've set up, all the things they've set up for the show are like a super amped up version of the stuff that you might kind of normally do with this thing. Like... You're trying to drag over this giant grain silo. You're going up, you know, there's like Steep almost inclines. vertical waterfalls and like, I don't know. I'm but always like, are, tipping over silos. Are you saying that these people just did it for the streets? Just to, I don't know. To, <laughs> they, they did it to win. Because that can't be true. They did, did it, it to win. Did it to pick up those ladies. <laughs> the babes. The babes. <laughs> I mean, there's have a cool truck. People, there's, you underestimate the like idea of, and, and people's minds in the South about I just want a cool truck like that. Chris is right. They're like there are definitely people that put a winch on their Jeep that will never use it. Right. And they put a snorkel on it and all these like other things and like just looks cool. And I'm not going to argue it doesn't look cool, but it's not everybody. Like there are definitely people that are into this and this yeah, is a legit yeah, yeah. sport. Um, and yeah. to Harrison's point, like it's not that this track is so amped up. Like I wouldn't go that far. I have seen much more extreme versions of this on like other things that are like like there, there are runs through like the Nevada desert that is that are really, really much more insane than this. Uh, but but this is a pretty gauntlet of a course. I'll give you that. We also get like some bios of the people who are on the show, and like one of the guys like is talking about how he got into this from his friend, and like they've been like racing these trucks around, or like whatever you call this, like extreme trucking. And like the there's a woman on the show who wants to be the first woman to win the truck night. Like they definitely are very familiar with this sport and like this kind of run. I mean, this is season two, so like. Sure. Yeah, I think that the, like it's very like you know you mentioned like Nevada race like those are professionals. These are little. I mean, they have races that are open to people. Like you can go and do these things. But this show is very much an amateur level show. Yeah, this is like yeah. A... These, these are not sponsored people with you know hundred thousand dollar trucks. These are people that are scrapping together things. Yeah, there was like a nineteen eighty five truck in this like. Hey, the nineteen eighty five Toyota is a very popular truck that also races in that crazy competition. I was yeah, yeah. About. I mean, sure, but. I'm just saying, like, th that's the level. I mean, we did, we did mention Alexis, so, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot uh, takes from the tub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just can't believe James's depth of knowledge in the sport of, I don't even know what this sport is called. It's called four-wheeling. Four-wheeling. Okay. Yeah. but the, So, they're not four-wheelers. They're I mean, four-wheeling. Four yeah. So, so Rock climbers, four-wheelers, all kinds of stuff. So tell Mutters. me like what four-wheeling <laughs> means. Does it mean like doing doing like courses or like like are there certain events? Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of both. Like there are people that will just take their truck. It depends on your location, right? So if you're in the, the swamps of Florida, you're gonna go out mudding, you're gonna take your truck out, spin the tires around in the mud, do donuts and shit and try not to get stuck. You get stuck, you pull the winch out. Uh, <laughs> if you're in the deserts like in Nevada and stuff, you're doing more rock climby stuff and climbs okay. and things. Um, so I think it's very like per your region. James, are you uh, jealous that you're not into this four wheel and stuff? Like, 
Would you, um, would you be I mean, four wheeling for us is more like getting to the mountain and not, you know, wrecking off of a snow snow road or something. Y- yeah, but like if you were in Florida, like you sound like you'd be pretty excited to be out there in that swamp in your truck. I mean, it sounds fun. I've never done it. Do we got to get James on this show? Ooh. <laughs> Do I have to purchase my own truck and build it? I believe so. I believe Ooh. that's how this works. The problem so is I don't have the mechanical skills. Listeners, <laughs> we now have a Patreon for James <laughs> to get on truck night. <laughs> well, no, it's a GoFundMe. It's a GoFundMe. It's a GoFundMe. Go <laughs> I definitely am not very experienced in any of this, but I've definitely have seen it and like know people that have done it. Can I ask, do you know what type of car you would want? Ooh, or like I what kind of, yeah, what kind of customization? Like, I would probably lean towards the Jeeps or the Toyotas. Okay. Uh, either, like, there, there's pros and cons, right? So the G- the Toyota is pretty light, especially in that, that 80s kind of year. Uh, but people really like it because you can get over sand dunes and, like, do all kinds of stuff with it. Mm. Um, the Jeep is really good because it has a, a shorter wheelbase, so from front wheel to back axle, right? Uh, so it's really good on climbs and things, uh, at least to my knowledge. Uh, but like one of the problems in what we saw on this show is like if you go too steep, it can flip or roll over much more easily uh, compared to some of the longer wheel bases. Okay. Um, so I'd probably lean more in like the, the light and powerful kind of category. The Follow-up question. <laughs> Hit me. Do you have any kind of name idea? your truck oh i don't you can't you can't force these things it's got to depend okay it's got to depend on the vehicle the color the size and shape okay what it is the year so many factors what you paint it yeah that's true yeah because this is a good minutia is everybody has a really good name for their truck and i do not remember all of them but they were really really killer one consequence of being the hot tub is i didn't take any notes so (laughs) you know we're a little more freewheeling this week than normal uh speaking of the first challenge and the Lexus. The Lexus goes through and like breaks their radiator like right off the bat on like the first jump. They like jump and they just land front first and like break their a nose dive, nose dive into, into their ra- mud in their radiator and their you know, airbags deploy. The and airbag deploy. Really, <laughs> like, one minute well, of the show, like, someone's airbag is deployed. Another car, doesn't another truck hit it from behind? Kinda? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's game over. Game over. And but not quite because another truck never makes it off the starting line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? You makes come no on this sense. show. How did it even get up to the top if it couldn't go? What was happening? I don't know. <laughs> He's just doing too many show off tricks to like be like, yeah, intimidate the drivers. So he sad. Was, he was revving the engine <laughs> before they started the show. That would be so embarrassing. It's like you you just imagine you're you're telling our friends, man, I'm going on truck in America, it's gonna be great, whatever, whatever. And then you kinda go on it, you don't really talk about how it's like, yeah, I can't really talk about it. You may have signed this thing, can't really talk about it. And then and it's coming around, hey, is your is your episode constant? Yeah, I don't yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's gonna make this season or not. Yeah. I don't know. And then your friends find out and it's just super embarrassing. And you basically like that guy never even really gets introed on the show. Like I don't think do we find out his name? Nope. No. no like idea. he's just immediately the only thing we, done. The only thing we hear about that truck is the what they made fun of that truck. Four, yes. which I don't even yes. know what it was. Like, For it not was running. <laughs> so, to be fair, assuming he could fix whatever reason his truck didn't start, he still has a truck, unlike everyone that's else in the show. That's very true. <laughs> so that's kind of a prize. <laughs> There's a question. Is he the winner of this competition? <laughs> what if that was your move? I want to be on the show, but I want to keep my <laughs> truck. So I'm going to throw the first shot. I think he looked at this course and was like, fuck that. Nah. This truck ain't making it. I like this truck. I'm going home. <laughs> What's the other thing about this show is the prize is $10,000, which does not seem sufficient for these people who ruin their vehicle. I, I mean, feel like the wheels cost like a couple grand at least. Right. They must, right? Like, Yeah, you pop one of those things, like that's going to be like half your paycheck. The woman on the show said that she spent more money on her <laughs> truck than her kids. Uh, and at the end, the truck is fucking destroyed. <laughs> she doesn't have a truck. <laughs> Uh, she didn't say that she takes better care of the truck than the kids. She just put more money in the truck. To be yeah, clear. for sure. <laughs> Still. Not great. Uh, yeah, you know, deep cut here, though. But you know what else was a $10,000 vehicle? All the Fast and Furious cars in the first movie. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. All right. How would those do on this course, though? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. They just, they're full of like speakers and neon lights. I don't <laughs> think that's helpful at all here. If there's but, no ramps, you're not making it past like those water things. Doesn't have the height. 
the NAS doesn't get you through <laughs> the, the water? Oh, the NAS is, I mean, that is a part of the show, which is, I feel like they could just add in some NAS occasionally. Season three, season three. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're you're destroying your car. Not gonna install some NOS that tank into it. They'll destroy it a lot faster. <laughs> not installing NOS before this. I'm sorry. Like the wheels are real expensive, but the chances you destroy those wheels are pretty low. Whereas, like, you can reuse the wheels. You reuse the wheels on your next vehicle and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you might not suspension. be. You might not be able to reuse the, the wheels if you bust the tires on those <laughs> shredded cars that making you drive over. All right, let's talk about the second challenge. Anyone want to talk about the first challenge? Well, let's talk yeah. about what happens after the first, first challenge, challenge, which is that all of the people who we think are going to be judges end up pairing up with one of the contestants to be their coach. Yeah, and, and there's sort of a weird process of picking the person, and we get to find out the trucks' names. Yes, and a little—that's really what we find. Not like a lot of backstory, but like a sentence, and then the truck name, which and was, the person name. Yeah, but no one really yeah, cares about I don't that. Know. Like I'd have them written down, but I don't know what they were. There was like doesn't matter. <laughs> we only there had, was some pretty good names. Well, like, we, we had should Jen, and then like her partner was Bender, but then they call like end up getting called Team Gender. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was very sexist. Yeah, because it was I mean, the the only women that, woman that was ever on the show. No, like it worked on, it worked a little too well. Like it's like so clever, but then it's like, yeah, it's not a good one. You can't use that. Yeah, there's no producer. Producer need to cut that one out. Yeah, History Channel can't hire good producers. <laughs> I mean, on that note, like the production value of the show was pretty good. Like a lot of slow mos, a lot of the <laughs> shots are. <laughs> There's a lot of letterboxing that they did that was... Yeah, we have I, to crack that one open right I, now. I was like, Harrison, <laughs> describe it. So every time one of the events is about to start, there's a noise that plays that goes... And the letterboxes just slide in from the top of the screen. Like it's like Red Dead Redemption cinematic mode coming in, basically. <laughs> and it's just... It's incredible every time. It's great. That's it's very great. dramatic. It's great. There's a lot of slow-mo action, as you need, in this kind of like... There's definitely a point where like cars will like land really hard and they like slow-mo like the mud kind of coming up. Like the like camera work in the show is great. They have a lot of camera angles too. Like yeah. they have drones up in the air. There's car there there are helmet cams on the people that are not GoPros. They were some kind of Sony camera. First time I've seen that. Uh, and then they they had car they had cameras like under the chassis and things in places that seemed kind of questionable to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if all those cameras are surviving, James. It's true. Maybe that's like, why they couldn't afford the GoPros. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, but know. you're getting those for free. Like you just say, go to Sony. Hey, like give me some free cameras. And we'll put them on our show. And then yeah, there you go, free GoPros. No, you no, mean no. Sony's? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so. Can we talk about the the looks and names, if we remember them, of the <sighs> judges' coaches? Because <laughs> they are they're some the, wacky. They're a wacky looking crew. <laughs> so like, there's well, there's one coach with pink like highlights. Might be Abe Wine. No, I think is that <laughs> so okay. Which one is Abe Wine? So so Abe Wine is definitely one of the guys. His name is Abe Wine. He's one, he's one of the coaches. <laughs> Which then, one? Is it the one with the neck tattoo? No, he no, no. I'm pretty sure Abe Wine is the one whose thing says like master mechanic. I think that was his descriptor. Yeah, I think his guy was out really early and he wasn't really in the show. Yeah, much. I think was so. he the so he wasn't the like would you guys call it ramen beard? <laughs> ramen that, beard. That was Bender. Bender. That was Bender. He's Bender like, has like this like blonde like chin beard and it, it has the, the exact waviness of a packet of ramen and he is described as a master fabricator and then there's the guy with pink highlights which he's the extreme sports specialist now, he, he was, he's like he's like in a, he's like an pioneer OG. yeah it was pioneer right it is so clear every time this guy is having to talk to these guys about how to fix their truck or anything mechanical that he has no idea what's going yeah, on. That's great. But he has a good personality. Yeah, he has a good personality. Yeah. And he was he was pretty good at coaching some people through the courses they were driving. Yeah. So after every challenge they get like a, a like an hour to fix their car and like this guy, like after one of the challenges, he's like, 
Yeah, we gave the car a once over. <laughs> and it's pretty clear. Inspection. He's not sure <laughs> what he could do. <laughs> he kind of just pats it on the hood. <laughs> See, it, I, wa- I want to watch another episode because I think that like cuz this guy was like just like crushing it that like maybe he just didn't really like need to do anything. It's like, yeah, why would I mess with this and like potentially ruin something? It's possible. I mean, it, sh- it was just a big contrast and there was just these other coaches who were you know welding stuff like to the cars like actually doing real work but, on the cars but those cars were disasters man oh like, yeah when they the were roll cages just get destroyed and they're trying <laughs> to reinforce it like oh my god <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd go back in that car uh so the second challenge like i don't know it was like they filmed it really well but it i don't know how well it like really plays between like truck v truck yeah like, well it, so the second challenge is trying to tip over this like grain silo in a tug of war competition yeah and it's just like one of those things where like once you get started you kind of automatically win and whoever has like the more weight or torque you kind of just like win so it's like the judges the the like the people can't help really they're like well you came here with like two thousand pounds lighter like a thousand (laughs) pound lighter than everyone else and a hundred less horsepower well Sometimes you can help if you shovel mud in the <laughs> yeah. back of the truck to make it, it heavy. But it didn't. He still lost. Like, yeah. like, that was first. Like the, the the coach or like how much they help it. He's like, I'm gonna make your truck heavier. I'm just gonna dig mud <laughs> into the back of the truck, and he's like shoveling like crazy. And he's clearly like winded afterwards. Oh like, yeah, trying yeah. to put as much weight in there as I could. And it also looks like the driver doesn't help him. <laughs> no, the driver was doing something else. He was like, oh, okay. you do this. I'm gonna go put mud okay. in your, the back of your truck. Yeah. <laughs> then then he claimed that he shoveled two or three hundred pounds of mud in the back <laughs> of the thing. That's so much questionable. Listen, <laughs> questionable. Yeah, I mean, it was like the the coaches were actually doing stuff. As opposed to like other shows where like we've seen where like, like judge slash coach kind of positions are like, yeah, why don't you go pick that up over there? Why don't you go mm-hmm. do this over here? They're more of a delegator than anything. Like they're definitely, definitely doing some stuff. Like, it's a team. Felt, like legit coaches. Yeah. Like, it's sort of similar like the uh, the boxing coach in the corner, right? Where they're, you know, they're patting you down and they're getting the blood out of your eyes and all that kind of stuff. It felt like, you know, like, all right, you let the air out of those tires. We're going to put that winch over here. I'm going to go shovel a bunch of rocks in the truck bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, this one's this challenge specifically is so funny because it seems like as a driver, your skill doesn't matter at all. It's all you ha- like, <laughs> it's all about whatever you bring to the table. Yeah, there's and there's a- only so much they can do. Like they like add weight to this one guy's car, and they like m- they change the tires to give more like um more friction. But like, yeah, there. I mean, as a key part that's going through most of this episode <laughs> is the Lexus. Like, doesn't have a radiator at this point, so they're like, "Let me put some water in this in, the, in like your uh, coolant tank now, so you don't overheat it." And then the next challenge, <laughs> they're like. Well, you don't have a radiator. We don't have any backup radiators. So we're just going to bypass that radiator and just hook two hoses together. <laughs> and put Hope you can fl- finish the course fast enough. <laughs> like, put some fluid in there. And it'll be okay. And give you a pat on the back and, like, go out. good luck. These coaches do not care at all about the long-term, like, the longevity of your truck. They're just trying to get it through the next challenge at, at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> that is nuts. Like, this, the next challenge where they, like, do this, like, rock kind of climbing. This is what I would imagine more of a 4 by 4 kind of, like, this, like, whole thing would be about, is, like, they've got this, like, little crevice that they have to, like, get through where, like, left side, right side have to, or, like... It's kind of like a gully or yeah. something, right? And they have to, like, kind of traverse it, and it's it's very deep. Yeah, and then they're, like, climbing up these, like, waterfall things. And, like, whoever makes it up fastest or the furthest, like, moves on to, like, the final challenge. And it was kind of, like, in this challenge, they had this Jeep with the the woman. uh, What was it? Team Gender. Team Gender goes through and, like, has some trouble with the crevice, makes it up halfway up through this waterfall, and then tries to hammer it home flips over backwards and that truck that jeep ain't doing good the roll cage is busted <laughs> the roll cage is busted <laughs> landed on the roof yeah at least it, it was a roll cage i, I, I think it's a, a requirement it has yeah. to be a requirement yeah. you can't go on the show without a roll cage you can't do you can't do the climbing beast without a roll cage and 
as to the coaches when they're they have an hour between she makes it to the next round so they have an hour to go to this next course and they're just like well we're gonna remove the windshield we'll reinforce your roll cage we'll remove the hood the doors, the, the, the bumper. Door. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like hacksawing like half this car apart. And they're like, yeah, when you go through the water, you have to go slow because your car ain't going to really, yeah, about that. <laughs> and we, I got to go right into this. She goes through this challenge and just smoking the whole time. Like, it's like, why is that car? What's going on with that engine? They're like, we think it's the power steering fluid. I'm like, are you sure? It's a lot of smoke. She definitely lost power steering steering in the final uh, thing. That was pretty wild to watch yeah. her try to finish. Yeah. Yeah. She was like using like a rag to try and get like more like friction on the wheel to pull it harder or something. Yeah. Yeah. She Crazy. gets to this point where she has to like make this really hard turn and she just can't do it. Like her car just like ends up. In this like water kind of hazard on its <laughs> yeah, side. That's accurate. <laughs> water hazard on its side. And she's like, well, she just couldn't turn. Just, apparently, the power steering fluid is leaking, and they have no mechanics to fix that. Also, like an hour is not a whole lot of time Definitely to not. doing all this work. I can't believe that that car was even back out there competing yeah. after an hour. It was. They told the guy who came in third on the waterfall one. We might still need you if, this, if we can't fix this cu- this truck. You're you're back in. Don't Mr. go Lexus. too far. It Mr. must ha- it must happen. Like the le- yeah, the Lexus goes through this like and doesn't have the wheelbase really to get through this like water like climbing thing. Like it's just not what that car is built for at all. It doesn't really get to the climb. It's in the ravine part. It doesn't make it. Yeah, it just doesn't have the like wheel height really to like make it through. Mainly because he made it look cool and didn't actually make it for this like show oh yeah i was like when they're doing the ravine like the coach is standing like right in front of the truck be like oh i do this turn the wheel like this and i'm like i don't know if i'd want to stand in front of this giant truck like i know they can't go so fast because you're in this ravine but still like that was i think that's normal for this kind of like event i mean i guess it is normal if you're used to it but for me who's (laughs) not used to it i was like whoa they're standing it looks really scary they're standing right in front of a moving vehicle it seems a little little questionable they're not gunning it like they're not making anywhere if they gun it they're just gonna like fall into the ravine and then it's like well okay now you have to deal with this i mean that did kind of (laughs) happen They also say a lot of amazing coaching advice before they go into this ravine challenge where they're like, um, where they're like, they're like, they're like, yeah, like if you feel it start to flip, just like, just like let go. And then like, they're also like, just like give it your person, like, like show it, like show us what you got, like show us your personality, like whatever, whatever. Nothing makes just, sense. Just gotta, just gotta feel what does it. this you mean? Just gotta feel it. You know how to drive your car. Do they? This is Up why this? I think it's more amateur than you think. Because I don't think a lot of these people have ever done this. Just like, hey, be yourself. Huh? <laughs> oh, be yeah. Yourself? Somebody definitely said huh? something about yourse- What? <laughs> like, a lot of them were like, okay, if you feel like you're flewing backwards, you know, just don't, just don't, just break. Don't do anything. No, don't break. Don't, that was bre- the thing. don't break. Breaking is the worst thing you could do in that situation yeah. is what they're saying. But it's like, that's like 101 stuff. So, like, the fact that they have to, like, keep shouting this one-on-one stuff to these people just makes it seem like even more like they're like not prepared for this and and jen clearly didn't do whatever it is to make sure you don't roll backwards (laughs) she wanted up that hill she was going for it yeah (laughs) any cost (laughs) i feel like the coach knew that like making up that second ravine was unlikely i mean not any cost the cost was her truck (laughs) that's true yeah and she Spoiler, does not win the 10 grand. So she does not get the money to make a new truck yeah. or like fix this truck or do anything. Mr. with the Suzuki wins the truck. The, yeah. Well, and so the guy with the pink, the coach with the pink hair who didn't know how to uh, fix the truck ended up winning because <laughs> the best <laughs> truck. Yeah. He like breezes through that like third challenge. Like his the car is kind of built for like what he's he probably done that before. He's like, car's built for that. So yeah. is there a, so. Is there a final show of this season where they take the winners from the challenges, or is it every show is a one-off truck battle? I think every show is a one-off. I'll I check. Think, I think, okay, I'll I'm check sure the there's like a there might be like the some sort of, of special best. where they do that, but I'd love to see like a redemption for that guy's car that didn't start. Like yeah. In this yeah. Episode. 
Like you're saying some kind of redemption house? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no, you no, just no, bring, no, like, no, no, no. bring like Battle of the Losers on. This is more of a fortune fire Battle of the Losers kind of situation. Battle Losers? I just want to see the winners. The losers, yeah. their trucks are wrecked. No, but they're you, done. You want the redemption <laughs> challenges. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's, there's a. I really thought this was going to be a similar format to the Barbecue Pitmasters show, where there's sort of like a bracket, yes. and then it really speeds up at the end where you get through the finals. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. I, yeah. I like this format. I don't like the like brackety kind of like move. I like get five new people every time come in. Is a winner. We move on. Like, so it seems like there's five new people every episode, except the eleventh episode is. A compilation of the best of this past season of Truck Night in America. So that just might be a clip show. Yeah. What about season one? Look at season one. That, season might, one. that, that might be a better indication of but what actually happened. One thing that we don't know about the, going back to Broken Skull Challenges, it'd be great if Suzuki guy is there in episode two and be like, he's got yes. the winning time. If you beat his time, you'll get like extra money or he can get some extra money for like staying the champion. Like that'd be a nice. Yeah, I, I like thing. that part of Broken Skull Challenge that is not copied here. But I do like the coaches in the show. Like the coaches and the positivity, I like more than Broken Scroll Challenge. Like, there's definitely, I mean, I might like Broken Scroll Challenge more just because it's like more interesting. Like, I like to see people compete that way versus competing with their truck. But like, the, you know, can't really change that. Yeah. I mean, the show definitely brings a positive vibe with the coaching. Uh, which is it feels like, more positive than even like the UFC show, which is somewhat similar, right? Where the coaches pick you and they're trying to train you up. Yeah, uh, but this just feels more positive because they're not just brutally fighting each other. I feel well, like. they're, it's not <laughs> as it's not as serious. That UFC show is like, yeah, well, it's, a fight. it's just just you guys are fighting and you guys you you don't you win you're out. Like, so you better get that fucking win, dude. To yeah, the I mean, death. I mean, the the stakes are a little bit different because in that show, it's like you're trying to make a career out of being a UFC fighter, and this one's just like. I made this crazy fucking truck as like a hobby, and now I want to put it to the test, like and destroy it, and destroy it, <laughs> right, and so never have my hobby again. So season one also had a best of episode. It doesn't seem there's a finale, but then they had a special all Ford edition with only with five Ford Tough rigs sponsored, sponsored. by Ford. I'm guessing <laughs> there was sold a out on that one. Sponsorship there. <laughs> But hey, Ford, if you want to send us some trucks, we'll uh, we'll try it out for you. <laughs> Ford, send us a truck to get James on Truck Night in America. If Ford sends me a truck, I'll definitely audition <laughs> for the <this> show. <laughs> oh, making that video with you would be great. It'd be fun. That'd be fun. We just gonna... do it. Do they send you a tricked out truck or do they just send you the dealership truck that oh, you got to like put a... the rims on? I mean, I could take it to a like a wheel shop and get some wheels. That's not that hard. What if you got a truck, went to Diesel Brothers, got them to trick out for you, and then went to Truck Night in America? I like this. Let's make that happen. Sounds there great. There needs to be a Diesel Brothers crossover for sure. Yeah. Hey, I'll slap a bunch of Diesel Brothers stickers all over that truck. What show do you win a truck? So first you put them on that show, win the truck, then go to Diesel Brothers. And we just like mm. string I mean, this thing I along. I think Price is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, killer combo. <laughs> I was going to say pimp my ride, kind of. You just get this like really shitty truck. They can fix it up <laughs> for you. <laughs> but pimp, pimp my ride, you have to bring the vehicle. Yeah, I'm just saying you buy like a $400 truck on like eBay. And then they put a hot tub in the back of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and like 40 TVs. <laughs> yeah. What if you took the truck with the hot tub for pimp my ride onto Truck Night in America? <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Man, what if Truck Night in America was only trucks from pimp my ride? Oh, my <laughs> no. Special pimp my ride episode. They would all fall apart immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they put good airbags in. <laughs> so this last challenge, there's a little minutia with the Suzuki. As he goes through this challenge, like I was really entertaining to see this guy like try to go through, and like he gets to a point where he like fucks up, has to back up, go through a challenge again, and like he goes through this swamp thing with all this water. Where I'm like, this other person's not making it through that at all. And he gets all the he get you have to go over this huge like like just garbage pile of like metal like a bunch of crushed car up cars parts. basically yeah and like they're like probably shouldn't go too fast over there you're gonna break your wheel like cut your wheel and like this guy gets to the end and he looks exhausted I can't imagine how long it took him to get through that thing and they never tell us they, they don't tell us know. the time that's terrible they never tell us the time like in the swamp he got stuck in the swamp he had to get out and use the what's the thing called the again? winch the winch to like tie around a tree and pull stuff he's like get out of his truck into the quote unquote snake infested swamp <laughs> winch <laughs> it up get back in like that's insane I didn't see any snakes though I did not see any snakes either yeah it was kind of, the, I mean the coaches were right there too oh yeah yeah so like 
it's kind of nuts that these coaches are definitely going to different points. There's like two will be somewhere and then they'll pass. They'll go to another section. So like it's not like a short like it's a big track. Like yeah. it, it's not all just like track. It, it is a dirt course with obstacles. And there's probably what 10, 11 or yeah. so different challenges to overcome. And they are sizable and significant. They're definitely very vast. There's like one where it's like a banked kind of like the, the roller, roller coaster, coaster. <laughs> like wooden roller coaster esque thing where the one woman fails at. But like that's vastly different than like the crushed up cars or like the swamp challenge or like they have like a teeter totter kind of like challenge where like you get on and you have to wait for the th- other side to fall down. The drawbridge. I- I don't think that you ever really failed that. So it's like, well, like. Well, there's some good slow-mo in that one. Drawbridge definitely, definitely yeah. seemed like it was for the camera. Like, they wanted that for shot. For sure. Yeah. There's definitely, that's where the mud shot is. If you're looking for that one, the, like, slow-mo mud just, like, flying up. That That's where that was. And, like, to see this guy at the end just, like, look like he's ready to sleep for, like, the next, like, three days. Like, he's so exhausted. Oh, yeah. And one last ridiculous thing. So he finishes the course. She does not finish the course. And they do the <laughs> let's find out who won giant dramatic pause. Oh, it's you who finished the course. It like, wasn't even that. It was like, hey, come to the top of this course where we're going to tell you who won. We're like, what? Well, we know who won. Like, if we, somebody <laughs> My finished. My truck's on its side. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't even get it home. Uh, <laughs> but they probably just didn't know. Like, they kept a secret or something. Or, like, they could have recorded out of order. Well, like no. they also could have, they it could be that the competitors don't get to see each other's runs, so yeah. maybe she doesn't know. But like oh. to the to the viewer, it is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't a commercial break between those two. Oh yeah, if they don't know, if they don't know each other, did it yeah, maybe. makes a little bit of sense now. It's still weird, but, but like they they still have to change it so the viewer is not seeing the weirdest thing. They're like, we'll find out. Maybe. We'll reveal your time at the top. Who knows who won this round? <laughs> but even Kristen will reveal at the top was the dramatic reality show giant <laughs> pause of who's going to be close up on both people. Yeah. It's like, we know who it is. <laughs> well, and at that point, they were, they're like, they're like, they're like, Jen, you did great, but the wobble boards got you. And then I forget the other guy's name. They're like, you did amazing. You finished the course. The winner is. <laughs> you're like, uh. The Ma- guy that finished it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope it's him. <laughs> Maybe there was like season one, somebody got like eliminated for some like, like, a foul. Re- like a foul. I don't you think there are fouls. Is there like a de- disqualification for some reason? I mean, I mean, I thought that the that the woman was gonna get DQ when she ran down that marker for that one thing, but they were just cheering <laughs> around like, "Yeah, great job, you see her plow through that thing." <laughs> All right. There was, I mean, there was a point where like he was like the the guy that won like fell off this bridge kind of thing, and like he had to like reverse and go back and restart it. Like I feel like he didn't restart it. Maybe he get DQ'd. Yeah, and then he would lose. Which is the same point that she ended on. So. Yeah, maybe you have to actually clear the obstacle. You can't just finish the course without clearing it. Going yeah, around, you just drive around it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Yeah, I mean, just, might be. Yeah, which might be a strategy if there's one of the obstacles that you just know you can't do. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll skip that. But if you get DQ'd, then obviously no. I don't. Know. We just don't know what the rules are. It's unclear. But the graveyard definitely had a path around it. For sure. But there are also things like, so all the coaches have walkie-talkies, and they can talk to the people in the truck, and they might be like, yo, you got to turn around and get back in that, or you're done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, to that point, like, they were talking into the walkie-talkies, but they were, like, kind of just talking to us. Like, it wasn't seemed like they were giving good advice to the people actually driving this course. I think sometimes they did, and sometimes it's just for us. And then they, they make it. You can't tell which is which. Yeah, I don't think they're pressing like the talk button on the walkie-talkie every time <laughs> yeah. they're like, you're, like making fun of these cars. Because like, like there were a lot of times when they're like, look at all that smoke on her car, <laughs> like she's chugging. It's like that is unhelpful. They're, like there's no she way they're saying that. that to her. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, are they saying anything to her? Like I don't know. I think there are a couple ones where it definitely seemed like they were like trying to give advice to the people in the truck. So I think they do sometimes, but a lot of it is just for our own uh, entertainment and yeah. edification. Anyone else have any other minutiae they really want to talk about? Should we go? Should we go? Would the show be better if everyone was naked? Oh man, you're losing something. <laughs> I don't know. That seems risky. <laughs> Covered in mud. <laughs> Covered in mud, naked. All right, Rain you still get a, a helmet, <laughs> even if you're naked. 
yeah, yeah, you get help. I've, I've, I have one more hypothetical before rating. So we've, we've compared this a lot to Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch, which has the key element of a celebrity host. If there's gonna be a celebrity host of Truck Night in America, who's the perfect person? <laughs> Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> that Steve Austin again. Uh, Guy Fieri. That's not bad. That ain't bad. The Rock. Yeah, that was mine. The Rock? It's yeah. The Rock. The Rock shows up. He has all kinds of giant, insane pickup trucks already. He just rolls in, and he's The Rock. I'm very close to being on the same page as you, but I think that somebody who personifies this kind of culture is Kid Rock. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what if he had some kind of Kid Rock host? What, what about The Miz? Uh, no. TJ? Should we get some TJ on you? TJ would be good. I could see TJ. TJ could do it. What if you get the four hosts and you get you get Vin Diesel, you get The Rock, you get Statham, and you get Luda? Wow. Luda. Oh, you need Luda for the tech. Most expensive History Channel show ever. Luda's already, you know, slumming it on Fear Factor. You could upgrade to a better show. What if the judging for this competition, like what if there was an element of of style of like how your truck looked? No. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Could be kind of fun, though. That's uh, an element of like some, like the monster truck kind of yeah. stuff. There's some, there's some style points there. It's a different show. Like I kind of like that this show, it's very clean cut. Pure. Of, this truck has beaten this other yeah. truck. And there's no <laughs> doubt. Look, that truck is now <laughs> in a ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, I mean, you're, that, you're never questioning the rules or like what was the you know specific circumstances in this scenario. It's, it's very clear... Who won and who did not yeah. win? <laughs> I, I bet you that there have been flamethrowers, though. On the trucks? Yeah. But they're Ooh. not battling each other, generally. I know, but like it might just be on there, and they bring it on, and it's like, well, they just <laughs> shoot it off beforehand. Battle bots. I don't think so. Battle bots crossed with this show. I mean, oh, so man. like, we going to talk about this, like, this is being on the History Channel. Oh, we should talk about and that the, And like, as we've done Forge and Fire, which was also on the History Channel, like, it is very clear that these are produced by very like the same people or the so, same group of people that like okay we're gonna do this competition thing but it's not like there's no points it's just like who does better and it's very clear who does better who wins like it, there's no like mm-hmm. mystery whereas like Forge of Fire there's like no mystery it's like okay if everyone does really well then okay then we'll go to like decorations but like that's just like this show can't even get to that point it's like okay well you're 0.01 <laughs> seconds faster well you've won you lost also <laughs> similarly like they're like uh spin-off of forge of fire uh knife or death like which is like an obstacle course like with knives <laughs> that's we a great that's a great title though we haven't done that one yet <laughs> wow how is that not on the queue knife or death i don't know i don't know why i have because we need brian because brian it's like we'll put on the queue yeah we gotta put that back in like Fortune Fire has the one minute of the like, let us teach you the history of this weapon you're gonna make to try to make it history. The only history <laughs> in this was the very first line in the show is trucks were invented in 1925, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Like yeah. there's not even an attempt to tie any of this to history. Nope. I'm a little disappointed. There's not like a yeah. 30 second. So let's go to 1938 and talk about, uh, and then now back to trucks. Like the first Toyota was seen in America. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, but it's like, how do they have that for each season, each like episode of a season? Like at least Forge and Fire, it's like, okay, we're going to make this weird weapon and this is where that weapon's from. Whereas like here, it's like, well, well, this obstacle course is, it's it's our obstacle course. It's not changing. Historical (laughs) obstacle course. Like what is the the historical reference? It's not like, hey, you made that car from 1985, 1985 so like remember that year 1985 you know princess diana like did something i don't know that'd like, be some like, good history it's just like that would be weird hey why is it truck night it was all in the day great question just a quick thought experiment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great question is it because we watched it at night in I'm, the tub i don't know well, it might be it's on tv at night so you, you maybe know. but i think it's just a great name Truck, truck night, night in America. In America. Yeah. I mean, we, I think they're just trying to play off the football night in America. I mean, that's the mm. football night in America is like what kind of popularized this, right? I, and I don't baseball know. try to get in the mix. They're like, ah, you know, Tuesday's baseball night or what? I don't know. I don't like baseball, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Do other countries have a signature Nights. car that Ooh. has a signature competition? No. Tokyo Drifting. Tokyo oh. Drift Night. <laughs> in America, in Japan. America, <laughs> in Japan. I mean, I guess it's also to know we did this show because, like, July Fourth is coming up. I guess probably by the time this show goes we, on, we gonna drop this one on July Fourth. Maybe I got we'll it. See. 
It's gun night in America. Hey! <laughs> Ooh. That's definitely got to be a thing somewhere. Every night's gun night in America. Hey, they have that gun show on. Is it History Channel? Did we do that? No. Where they shoot all the, the gun competition? Put it, not done that? Put it on the queue. Okay, what I can't remember the name, but there's some kind of gun competition reality well, show. All right, guys, let's go to the ratings here. I guess I'll start off. I think this is a top third show. It was really fun. I like this style of reality show where it's like a different competition each week. There was five people. It's very positive. Other than you know the beginning intro was questionable, but like I love the judges slash coaches. They were really fun. Uh, they provide a, like a lot of fun personality, so uh, we're gonna put in top third. And uh, Rob, what do you have for us? I, I agree, definite top third show. And like the number of times where it just was like, "Whoa!" Just like something insane is happening with the trucks was like a high number. And so you know, very entertaining, both like the personalities of the judges, but also just like I thought the competitions were like well done and were kind of fun to watch. And I think. I don't think it'd be like, oh, I've, I've seen this. I don't want you again. It's like, oh, these new trucks. There's a new Lexus. Let me see what this one does. I think it'd be fun. All right, James, what do you got? Uh, solid top third. Show's very fun would be the way that I would uh, describe it. Uh, you know, seconding with Rob, was like, there's just a lot of great moments, both visually from a competition perspective that are also fun. You feel like these people really are, are in it to win it at the cost of their vehicle. Uh, so it's really good. Um, I would put it for James Rainey in the middle of the top. Uh, the, the real only ding is I wish that they would do a bracket, which I know goes against Chris's wish, but having, uh, we'll, we'll get into it later, but that, that's the only ding I'd give it. Other than that, solid top third show. Harrison, what do you got for us? Yeah, this is going to be a top third show for me too. I, I really liked all of the, you know, truck competition segments. I thought that was all really solid. I thought that the coaches were really good. I do wish that during the kind of car maintenance, truck maintenance, I keep on calling it a car. They'd be very angry. Truck maintenance segments. That <laughs> uh, they did a, l- a little bit more education. You know, I don't really claim to know a lot about car mechanics, and I would have appreciated maybe a couple of diagrams, a little bit more explained about some of the stuff that they're doing. But other than that, I thought it was really good. You mean you don't know what a radiator is? I know like what a radiator is. I, I, I just, I just, I don't know how everything is hooked up and in what sequence in the car, or whatever. So seeing some kind of engine diagram. The process of how this thing is doing when they decide to take the radiator out of the loop and hook the hose up to who God knows what. Like I wish, it, I wish they would have explained that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't expect everything, but like that was definitely a point that would make the show better. I would say I don't that think it's a detraction from the show. I would say that as you know, it like as a show that is on something like the History Channel or Discovery Channel or something like that, I expect at least like like a, some kind of an education element. All right, uh, Annabeth, what do you got for us? Um, I'm going to say it's a middle, kind of like the top of the middle, because it was very entertaining, and I loved every competition that we saw in this. They were The challenges were super good. Um, but I wish there had been more education about the trucks, like how we're modding them, like how they're different. I know like nothing about trucks, so it was a big mystery why trucks were doing better than other trucks. Um so I think that would have made it better. I think maybe having a bracket would have made it better. I think I am not super compelled to see every episode of this season because, like, similar to The Rock Show, like, every episode is going to end with them doing the same challenge. And, like, it's really good, but I don't really need to see it over and over again. So middle third. Brian, what do you got for us? Top, middle to top. History Channel has been knocking it out of the park, and, like, they're really competing with MTV right now. Oh, oh snap. Like, come on like mtv has like ridiculousness but history channel also has ridiculousness in a different way i think i think history channels like got a better track record than mtv really? how many mtv You're- shows have we had that were in the bottom third like too many to count like we have to go through the list it'd be a lot really i mean like you got like floribama challenge like uh yeah double well- shot what, the double shots not in the top like oh right that Game of Clones seven, was that, all... that 70s show Game of that Gleam of Clones <laughs> that 70s yeah. there was like that, that 90s, 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 house. 90s, 90s house 90s house oh 90s house with them okay house. I thought that was VH1 no. the snowboard no. hut was no. also a flopper yeah <laughs> okay never you mind you love that show though <laughs> I mean I did watch it mostly just because of the snowboard house <laughs> that show was not good yeah I mean I'm just saying there's we've watched a lot of MTV shows Rob and like you know or Brian, and it's just like I think the History Channel has a better track record in terms of percentage, okay, of wins, but they don't. We don't do a lot of them. They have some craps that we just don't watch. I mean, yeah. Maybe we gotta go deep on History Channel. Do we need History Channel Month? 
History Month. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do another ghost UFO bullshit show, though. Was it, that on History Channel? Oh, yeah. Oh, They're no. All, Paranormal all, Month. Ugh, that would be... I I definitely would... We got to have for Let's October. do it. We have a new host <laughs> for that month. <laughs> check, you got a new host that month, guys. Sorry. <laughs> what about Beach Month? We haven't done Beach Ooh. Month in a while. What a is beach, beach Month? Shows that are on the beach. Lindsay Lohan. All right, right. guys. Tweet at <laughs> us to let us know what kind of month you're looking for. Would you want a Paranormal Month? You want a beach month. Or both. Or nudie month. Ghosts on the beach. <laughs> Everyone's naked. Oh, naked ghosts Whoa! on the beach. <laughs> Who will survive? <laughs> I think we just came up with a new show format there. Speaking of MTV, the double shot at Love finished last week, and I had uh, caught up with the finale here. Wow. Oh, yeah. Are they uh, in love? Uh, does anyone care about spoilers for this show? Do uh, it. Go for I it. I watched along with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Paul, so they, Vinny picks one of the, the women and it's like, works out great. But Polly, who, who does he pick? I don't fucking know. Ah. You watched Chris. the whole season. You don't even know who, who he picked? No. It was like L or something? Well, ne- next time you got to have your notes. I don't of... have any notes, guys. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm in a hot tub. <laughs> so we need... I don't have my phone. We, we need can't... another double shot update next week where you have our predictions yeah. and you tell us if any Look, of us so Okay. Right. So it doesn't really matter. So Vinny picks okay. this, this, this woman. We'll say this, L. Okay. Yeah. This, this lovely woman. And then like apparently her? between the when the episode ended... And this reunion, they weren't allowed to be together or like, and they just stopped talking. And like, Vinny's just like, I thought we'd hang out after this. And she was like, well, you stopped talking to me. So that's like not going to happen. So like their relationship is over. Mm. And it was a real awkward reunion because they like, she wasn't with him. And then Polly gets down to the two women. Uh, the really crazy one. Nicole. Nicole. And a very reasonable one. Do you know her name? No. She was like an adult and like a human being. I, I know. This. I, it's Darren the Cat Lady. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Yeah, that's right. So Polly tells Darren to go to the cat. Like she's kicked off. So then, like Nicole thinks that she's won, but Polly kicks her off the show too. Polly goes home single. Well, <gasps> so she like overreacted. <laughs> like she. She reacted like a little crazy to like this news. She was crazy. <laughs> no, like, I mean, she was going crazy like all season. I was kind of rooting for her to go to the end because I wanted to see what would happen. I knew something was going to blow up. Yeah. But like, no, she would like, after uh, the other girl was kicked off, she was like, oh my God, I'm so much in love with you. And like all this stuff just started freaking Polly out. And then he bailed at that point. Yeah. So this reunion, no one was together. Double shot at love is ready for season two. <laughs> Wow. Can it, what was like what was the finale? Like it's not a proposal. Is it just like will you so date like, me? So it was like uh, <laughs> Can I get, like, your, first like, can I get your actual number? The, but then I won't call you apparently. The, the first finale first half of the finale like their moms like Polly and Vinny's mom came mm. and like they had like there was like only four women left, right? So yeah. like they just kind of had like meals and they were like talking to the moms and stuff. And then they did this final cab ceremony where they were like, uh, sent somebody home. And then they were just like, hey, now we'll like date for real or whatever. It wasn't mm. like a proposal or anything. And, you know, it was the reunion was real awkward. I had to watch the reunion because <laughs> it was like, wait, what? Amazing. Did, it was a weird question. Did they bring both parents? Like, Paul and Vinny's parents and the girls' parents, or just no? They did like the girls' parents like earlier. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. The girls' family was like midway through the season. Got it. So like, it was. I can't believe that the crazy girls they had the whole season. Like, it was nuts. I can. I mean, that you just got to keep that like one person on like all season just to keep people interested and see how far they go. No. Yeah, you do. Like the Bachelor's doing it also this season. Where like this guy Luke P is just annoying as shit, and he's always on. Like she wants his D so hard, and then <laughs> Polly, Polly and Nicole wanted each other so bad, and that was gonna happen. Was there ever any drama on this show where like the guys wanted like a girl who was interested in the other guy? Was there, there any was of like, that? They were playing with that a little bit. I think like Ella was like. Some person tried to date both and like made mm. out with both, Ooh. and they were like, "Which one do you like more? Which one are you actually interested in?" Was the only like real okay. There was it was very clear who was for who after like you know they were like, "Oh, there's which one?" Like after like the second episode where they're like, "Oh, you're okay. not just dating one of them. You have to choose between one or the other." 
half watching while Emmy's watching it, it definitely seems like most of the drama is all the girls hate Nicole. Yep. Okay. And they're like, Polly's got to smarten up and get rid of her because she's no good. And then wow. she doesn't go. They're like, how is Polly keeping her? And that's like every episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a very clear through line of the show. I might agree with Brian here that they kept her just for production reasons because it wouldn't have been that great of a show if they got rid of her. But I, I don't know. It made what? a great show and a great reunion. <laughs> uh, great. Oh. Was was the Megan Fox clone there though at the reunion to be no. like, oh, now now I can go back to my my true <laughs> love. I have no recollection of what you're talking about. I have blocked that from my memory permanently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I definitely would not watch a season two. That's for sure. Whoa! So, like, wow! Wow! From top third to I'm definitely not watching season two. And you finished this whole season. I, d- I mean, like, it were was, you it was were a you side just, content? TV you just wanted though. to see love. <laughs> you I wanted just, to I see just like Paul and romance. Mm. Uh, like was the real romance the bromance? The bromance, yes. <laughs> they did stop the barbershop at some point. <gasps> yeah. They didn't get I a haircut every it. week? No. Oh. They didn't. The, the, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you just got too absurd. <laughs> did they cut the budget and we were like, we can't have these barbers in here all the time? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. MTV cut a budget? Never. <laughs> Anyone else got any more other updates so, that we're talking about? Or I have a question for a couple potters. Yeah. I hear you guys may have finished all of the colony. Oh, Harrison and yeah. Annabeth. I need to hear the oh, reaction. So, yeah. so this is Harrison's second watch, but it's been some time. Well, so y- have this you, is your first You've seen, seen the whole it. thing. I Do saw you remember it with Harrison it? in college, but I have not seen it since. Okay. So I'll probably remember parts, but I'm okay. really curious to your reaction and how do you feel about it and what were maybe like a high and a low? Wow. Big questions. Uh, the colony was amazing. It was quite a ride. So, I mean, like, highs were these people are just inventing the most amazing things. Like, I had no idea that some of these things could be done with, like, just, like, all these, like, leftover parts that they find in this warehouse. Like, they power a semi-truck using wood gas, and they're, like, burning it in this big barrel that they, like, mount on the truck. Like, the, like, the things they're doing are so unreal. They, like, figure out how to do, um, like like a kind of a telegram with Morse code that they're sending out every day. Um, they're purifying water. We saw that. But they like, made a shower at some point, I remember. They make a shower with it, which is really cool. What else do they, they do? They made a flamethrower. <laughs> oh, yeah. They make an amazing flamethrower. Was it Was it Michael was the security guy? Um, yeah, Michael's the Joey. handyman. Joey's the guy who was in prison who they put in charge of security, Who's who gets really riled. Both of these guys get really riled all the time. Um, John Cone is the mad scientist who just makes unbelievable things all the time. He makes a Tesla coil. <laughs> He's like, just like, he just like wanders around the warehouse and just like invents everything they need. It's, it's like unbelievable. They make a solar powered car to go scavenge and like maybe settle in a new place. Like, I can't believe the stuff they do on this show. So that's definitely a high. A low is that <laughs> sometimes it's like, like Harrison and I had to stop the show at some points to discuss, could this be real? <laughs> cause like, cause they're just hamming it up. Well, it's, it's like, they don't really, the producers don't give you, they don't let you in. They don't give you any kind of guide to like what they're actually telling the people to do. Or like, you don't really know if the people know what's going to happen or like if they know when these marauders are going to come or like what the rules are, like, can they hurt the people who are attacking the place? Like you don't really know anything about what's happening. So the way people respond to it, sometimes like you, you can't tell like, like, is this a real thing? Are they acting? But then the, the the things they're building are amazing. Like, I mean, like the way that they portray the show and the way that people talk in these interviews, it makes it sound like they don't realize they're on a show, which cannot be possible because you have these cameras around all the time. People are shooting you, and like you have to be aware that you're on a show. So it's almost like, I mean, I I, I believe that they're actually living in this warehouse that they're actually making this stuff and whatever, whatever. But I think that they're like basically role playing, like being in a po- being in an apocalypse, and they are like trying to react and talk as if it was really happening because there is no acknowledgement the entire time that there is a show happening. Yeah, like like a couple things like that. So like they so the so the few t- so we don't really ever get like the producers talking to us but we do get these like security and like world experts or like like a uh, psychologist like we get these cameos from like experts telling us like what they think that people are experiencing to sort of explain their behavior um and they they tell us that 
the people like can only stay in this like four block radius of the warehouse that they're left in. Um, but like the people in the warehouse start building this big semi truck to like escape and like go find a new start like out in the fields. And it's really weird because you're like, oh, like they know they can't leave, right? Like they can't really leave, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, um, like towards the end of the season, there's this big battle with the marauding people who come like try to break into the warehouse and like steal all their stuff and like ruin all their things. And they're throwing like Molotov cocktails. Like they're <laughs> like, like they, they use this insane flamethrower and like blow up a truck. And like, it's not clear. Like, do they know they can hurt them? Do they think they're actors? Like you can't tell how much they've bought into the fantasy of what's happening and how much like they're just like role playing this, this, this thing. Like, do they have direction on like whether or not they can hurt these people? It's, so crazy i mean that like the flamethrower alone they made a flamethrower that puts out about a 30 40 <laughs> foot flame on the thing that they're that they literally blow up a car with right but but if i remember right like nobody really gets hurt significantly no. on the show right like if well, anybody gets injured it's like it's pretty mild there was some, or... like there, there was one dude who got into an accident with a solar powered car like get this big gash in his head but like other than that it was pretty but definitely yeah from, they like, never a have conflict, right? yeah they never have the marauding people like really hurt them but they do have those people like come in and smash their food they have them smash solar panels like they and and the final battle where the marauders are like trying to ruin everything and to see if these people can get out alive like they're really going for it and then they the the people in the colony set up this home alone style oh, yeah. system of traps they have this big net that comes down and catches them like, you know, <laughs> like they're like you know gr- like, like 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 greasing the floors with with oil and whatever they're slipping it's just <laughs> it's so crazy god so do you i forget where your ratings were but does your where do you have your ratings now I mean, I think I had it top top third, and I still have it top third. It is a fascinating show, and like some of the people they had on it, like this guy John, who is who is this crazy inventor, like he's just amazing. Like the things he makes are really good, and they they do a really good job of actually like sort of like he'll sort of explain what they're going to do that week, and then they sort of cut away, and someone will explain to you like how that technology works, or like if this was in place at some point like in history, and that's really interesting. Like they did a really good job of that. How does that compare to the Savage Builds Iron Man suit that we watched last week? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know, because it's a whole different situation, because in that one, it's basically like they're going and finding the absolute most cutting-edge tech to try and make this thing as awesome as possible. And in this one, it's the opposite of that. It's just like, we've got nothing, and we're just trying to make something work. Uh, And just the stuff they come up with is just like, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's gonna be it. I got a really quick one. Oh, okay, yeah. the of the I'm getting pretty. It's very you know. quick. Barbecue Mittmasters. I'm. It's top of the top. Ooh, cream of the crop. Yes. I've seen the whole season. Yes. I gotta say, I'm nominating it right now for best format of the year. Wow. Uh, the bracket was stellar. The first six episodes, you get fresh characters. Uh, the seventh and eight episodes are the semifinals, and the ninth is the final. And it is wild and epic, and it was a great watch. I highly recommend. Cool. Uh, if you want to get in the spirit of the fourth and you're doing some barbecuing, uh, cue it up. Oh, did yeah. you did you learn some techniques? I've learned some techniques. I've been tweaking some dry rubs uh, recipes based off of some of the things in here. Uh, I feel like I could actually approach uh, barbecuing a brisket Ooh. now, uh, having watched like briskets get done a good bit. Um, I'm also real excited about the idea of building my own barbecue pit at some point. Ooh. Uh, slight spoil, the final episode, they are not allowed to use their actual barbecue pits. They must use a cinder block handcrafted barbecue pit for a whole hog for the yes. grand title of wow. Bull Barbecue Kingsford Grand Masses Grand <laughs> Champions. <something like> that. <laughs> it was great. That's Anyways, awesome. That was a really, that's it. It was great. All right. Well, I think that's enough for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. Email us questions and suggestions at Who Put This On at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys. Chris, next what's time. your verdict on the hot tub pod? I have to I have to hear it. I don't know. For Top now, it's, third. It's, I don't know. That's where I'm going to leave it. Turn on the jets. <laughs> <laughs>